0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is an interesting one. It's all about how you create your own reality. And we all know we are the creators of our reality. But how do we as humans create that reality? Well, as you might guess, it's way more complicated or there's more nuance to it than you expect. And in this episode, Joshua really lets it loose. So there's a lot of really... Interesting stuff here, and it goes a bit deeper than you may have thought of before. It talks about how your inner self creates a reality and how you as the human create that reality. So I think you'll find this one fascinating. In this, Josh was talking about some concepts that are coming up now in our new program called Quantum Life Theory. If you haven't seen our webinar about that yet, uh, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you a link to it. It's fascinating. It's really about how we interact with the quantum field, how our brains are mapped and wired from childhood, and how that mapping creates your reality, creates the perception that you live in, in your conditions, and how you can change that. It's uh, really incredible. We're going to have our first interactive session here at the Joshua House in the last weekend of June. So if you want more information, send me that email. And also we're starting a new basic training group on Monday, June 5th. You still have time to get into it. It is really the most perspective shifting thing you can do. We've had three groups go through it. It's just been unbelievable what's been happening. And I'd love to talk to you about it. So send me an email at garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. So thanks again for being here. And we really appreciate you. We had a record month last month in May. It's uh, by far the biggest month we've ever had. And it's all thanks to you sharing and liking and subscribing and leaving comments and reviews and all that stuff. So keep it up and we really appreciate it. All right, are you ready for this one? Let's get going. We are thrilled to be here. Hi Joshua. Hi you? Joshua. you have to think about it, in this reality, on this plane of existence, in this physical experience that you're having, that you're here for a reason. And from your human perspective, you might think you're here to solve some issue or you're here to go through some experience that you can't have in the non-physical and you're here to correct some family issue or something that might be missing. And we say, while you have intentions, your primary intention is to expand in joy and you are expanding through every experience. Every time you are aware of anything, you are expanding. Every time you raise your perspective, you're expanding. Every time you act on inspiration, every time you think of a new thought or a new idea that sounds fun to you, every time you're in communication with a loved one, every time that something happens, it's synchronicity is involved and you see the numbers line up or you notice a sign that you never saw before, or you change things up, or maybe you act in a new way when confronted by the same old thing. Well, this is an interesting thing, the same old thing, the same old thing that keeps happening and happening and happening, repetitious over and over and over again. Something pops up and you have that same old feeling and you don't really understand what it is and you hold your beliefs in place and you stick to your guns and you react in the same way over and over and over again. And then something happens, something interesting, something new happens. You have that same experience, but now you're looking at it from a higher perspective And suddenly the urge to do the same thing you've done before is replaced by an inspired idea. How is this possible? You dip down into a low emotional state of being. You're triggered by something that's happening that seems to be happening all the time or happening again. But this time you act differently. You don't act on that urge. And in fact, you perceive it from a place somewhat different than you had before. You're not perceiving it in fear, You are looking at it from a higher perspective, and now suddenly a new possibility comes to you, and you act differently. It might feel a little bit weird because you're doing something that you hadn't done before. You're not trying to protect yourself or defend yourself or make the other person wrong. You are operating from this position of the heart and not the head. If you understand this concept of oneness, that you are one with all other people, everyone in your life, everyone else on earth, with all the plants and animals and all the consciousness of this planet, including the earth itself. If you realize that you are one, you're one together in all of this. And those who are in your life are playing their roles in your life perfectly. And you ask how that could possibly be. How could they be operating in a way to support me while simultaneously living their lives and giving me causes to have doubts and have frustrations and Have annoyances and wish they were different than they are. How could they be being in a way to me and then to everyone else at the same time? And simply, it's from a perspective that doesn't allow you to have all the information because you're viewing everything from your physical senses and perceiving a concrete solid reality. In fact, this reality that you perceive is so solid is nothing but vibration. And these people you believe to be who they are, you have no idea who they are, no idea of all the infinite versions of them that exist in this plane of existence. So they represent to you exactly what you need them to represent. But when you change your way of being around them, you will notice something. You will notice that they will change as well. Because, of course, they are simply reflections. They're simply offering you a way to see yourself. And the best mirror in your reality would be the people in your life. When we say live in terms of acceptance, we are not saying that you should endeavor to see them as being good when clearly they're acting in a way to trigger some belief of yours or to treat you in a certain way. We're simply saying that that mirror is showing you who you're being, what you think of yourself, what you need to experience, and to uncover these limiting beliefs. Because as a limitless being that you are, you very much want to know what limitations you're holding yourself to. And so the easiest reflection are the people in your life, and of course, the conditions and all that goes with that. Now, if you can look at it from a higher perspective and understand exactly what's happening, you can let them off the hook. Because they're not doing anything other than responding to you exactly as you are needing them to respond to you. Sometimes you need to have them show you a limiting belief. Sometimes you need them to comfort you and support you. Sometimes you need them to be supported by you. And sometimes you do need them to show you that limiting belief. But if you can understand that you have arrived where you are at this moment in time, due to all the experiences that you've had and how you've perceived those experiences. This has created what you call your identity or your persona or how you're being in relationship to them. Now, how you're being in relationship to them has meaning in it, only the meaning that you've given it. Inherently, there is no meaning in anything in physical reality not in you, not in other people, not in the things, not in the world around you or what's happening in this country or that country, the thing, not the economy, not the society, not the beliefs, not the laws, not the mores, not the taboos. None of it has any meaning until you give it meaning. That meaning is given to it based in your perception of yourself or your identity. And in that identity is... Joys and sorrows and frustrations, and what you might call traumas, and what we might call experiences and obstacles and manifestation events, all of it combined to show you who you're being. As you change who you're being, your reality changes. As you change your perspective, your identity changes. If you would look back on the course of your life, and if you could, if there was any way to do this, which there is not, but if you could see. All the events and how they played a role in shaping who you are right now and creating a trajectory so that you get get here right now, you would see that every single one of those events was perfect. But at the time, you gave it meaning, and you gave it meaning through the lens of your identity. The identity is what creates meaning. If you were to soften that identity and soften that meaning, you wouldn't feel a very strong response to anything. Nothing would really upset you or really set you off, you would be rather easygoing without the meaning attached to any of it. And because the meaning is attached based in how you're perceiving yourself or that identity you've created haphazardly and without conscious awareness or intention, if you could let that identity soften and soften and soften, well, then you would naturally rise to the Presence that is your inner self, or that is the intrinsic you. Now, that intrinsic you is quite a bit different than the you you think you are. That identity has to be formed from a limited perspective every time. And if you are to rise up in perspective, you'll have to soften that identity. Who you think you are, all your qualities, all your flaws, all your attributes, all of these things are malleable. And many of them are determined by experiences you had in your youth that you cannot remember now, and you could not remember them. They were the little slights here and there from mom and dad, or the talking back in class and the teacher responding in the way she did. All of these things that layer upon layer upon layer to create this identification of who you think you are is nothing more than a framework, a framework that would let you sift and sort and move your way through your life. And now that you've gotten to this place in time, you're allowed now to let all that go. You've done everything you've needed to do. You've had every experience up to this point. You are on the forefront of looking at life from a completely new perspective, one that has never been looked at before. You're all leading the way, whether you're on this call now or listening a later date. Believe it or not, you're leading a way to operating in this reality from a place of love. Not from a place of victimhood and defending yourself and wishing the things were different than they are and perceiving yourself as one who believes the outside conditions can make them feel something, but as one who chooses what everything means, not based in this identity that is called you, your name, whatever it is, Bob, Sally, Joe, but in the perception of the soul within you expanding and expressing itself through this experience of you. Now that inner self that's coming through to express itself as you is fine with any way of being that you want to be. It's okay. If you want to perceive that people can make you feel bad. It's okay. If people want to influence you to this or that or the other thing, it's okay. If you want to protect yourself from possible negative emotion from the outside. But what if you stopped for a moment and you said, how to operate most effectively in this life would be to see the truth of what's going on in this reality. And to see that truth, I would need some sort of clarity. And how would I get the clarity? Well, i found these teachings, i found this philosophy and I've come to know myself or intellectually understand myself as the creator of my reality. Yet in the creator of your reality, for most of you, you've come here to create a reality that is unlike the reality you've been living because you believe that reality was painful. Now, you're emotionally sensitive. This is part of the overall intentions that you set prior to your birth because you knew that when you felt negative emotion, you'd pay attention. And you find one day what that negative emotion was actually telling you it's telling you that you're perceiving reality inaccurately. As a limitless being, you want to know. You want to know exactly what's going on here. You want to have the clarity to understand how you're being and how that is reflected back to you by the universe at large and the life that you're living. So you get to this point in time now, you believe that you have these memories. You believe that... Experiences meant something to you. They had meaning within them. You've bumped around enough, and you've decided that this is who I am. My name is Bob. I live at this address. I'm a husband and a father, and I work at this company. And I have an interest in these teachings. So I want to use these teachings to improve my life. I want to use these teachings to get others to like, love, and respect me. I want to use all this stuff in order to form a reality that I create with my ideals and my attachments to outcomes. I'm going to use this stuff to get what I think I lack. Well, you can play around with that for an hour. You can play around with that for a day, for a week, for a month, for for a year, for five years, for 10 years. You can do what everyone does, and you can try to control your reality with these new techniques and new tools and new philosophies that you've learned. But in essence, to create the reality that you truly want is to let go of all of that, to let go of the control, to let go of the belief that things could be better than they are now, to let go of you needing to prove anything or to carry on with the suffering that you've experienced somewhere in your past. You tend to want to hold these experiences with the meaning, the deep meaning that you've given it through emotion as your badge of honor. You can't just be carefree like a child that you once were. You can't just have fun and relax and not worry about the bills and the government and the things that you have to do at work. When you get to this place, when you're realizing what the creator is, the creator is the meaning that you're giving anything. You are creating meaning out of it, meaning where there is no inherent meaning. That meaning is not intentionally created by you. It's automatically created through this idea that you have of yourself, your identity, The identity is holding on to the past and reliving the past and bringing up repetitious manifestation events again and again and again. And the only way you've heard us a million times, but the only way to change that reality is to change yourself. Well, how do you change yourself? You change that identity. That identity is not as important as you think it is. It's not the reason that you're successful or that people like you or that, you got all these things that you've got. The identity is always limiting because identity is based in the human version of you and not the inner self or the source version of you. And so when you move forward now, it's a little bit easier if you could understand why you're here. Why you're here is simply to expand in joy. It's not to carry the burden. It's not to carry... The problem is not to solve anything or fix anything through effort and struggle and control. It's not to change anyone in your reality. It's to let go, accept, love, and express yourself in the way that the source within you would express itself without the attachment to the identity. We think you're on the precipice of a brand new approach to life. A brand new approach where this identity can be malleable. Where you can do things differently than you ever did before. Where you can see things from the higher perspective, even when you're triggered. When you can understand that the belief system that you have now was adopted without intention or without any consideration. It just is what it is, and it's limiting. It's limiting because it's attached to who you think you are but you are so far beyond that. And when you return to the non-physical, you and all your non-physical friends will see it clearly. You'll see it. It'll be so obvious. Why can't you see it here? Because you're an illusion. The illusion of separation. The separation from your source, from your inner self, and from every single person in your reality. The idea is that you're one. If you can return to that oneness... And then exhibit kindness and compassion to yourself, to them, and to anyone who's going through anything. Because you were there, you gave it meaning, they're going to give it meaning, and in the meaning they give it, they're going to respond or react or act based in that. They can't see what you can see. They can't see that there's a higher perspective. They can't see that they're an expression of source, seeing what source could become within the life that you're living. What can you become as you, the identity, compared to what you could become as you, the source within you? What you can become is limitless because essentially that's who you are. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who would like to start?
1: I got hey, a Joshua. question. Joe. Now, this is something that I want clarification on, because this is something that not only have I heard it from Joshua, but it's such a cliche that you hear it almost in almost every spiritual path. And that is, this is an illusion. But no one gives you a parameter of saying what is real, because it's like, this is an illusion. Well, you could say that for anything. I could look at, from this perspective, I could look at the non-physical and say, that's an illusion. That's not real. But and I think to myself, what are the parameters that I'm even saying what is real? No one ever really says that. And then I think, is it just seeing myself as source and an unlimited, you know, and having a higher perspective? Is that, is it the truth? Truth is is reality and everything else an illusion? Could you, uh, I don't know, riff on that?
0: Well, it sounds like you're in a competition with us here, the non-physical, and we are saying that the non-physical is the reality, and where you are is the illusion, and you're saying non-physical is the illusion, and this is reality, and that's a valid point. However, there's one aspect of your reality that you cannot see that we can see, and that aspect is this idea of separation and individuality. Now, this only happens on this earth plane. Certainly, the universe is infinite. Certainly, there are infinite realms of Earth. But this illusion is the forefront of this. And so, as we've existed for eons and eons and eons, we have a little bit higher perspective. Would you agree? We've been doing this for quite a while. You've unlocked a lot of answers for all of us. You've unlocked a lot of information that we had no access to because we could not ask the question. The question, who am I, where am I, what is this? How can I make this better? How can I express myself as a human or as source? Or how can I act on inspiration? Or what happens if I act on an urge? All these things generate new ideas, new concepts, new thoughts that were contained In the realm of possibility and unlocked by you. We had no access to them because so many of your questions come from this illusion of separation. Nowhere else has this illusion. No other planet, no other civilization, non physical, no other dimension. This is an Earth idea. And in this Earth idea that is relatively new in the universe, and especially where you are and what you're doing here now, you've unlocked all these incredible creations that were never going to be unlocked without this realm, without the earth realm, and without this illusion of separation. If you saw the reality, you would have no desires because every one of your desires is based in the illusion. Sure, maybe we were all existing in some reality that was never true until you popped up. And then maybe that is the true reality. Well, we see the purpose of this reality. The purpose is for those brave enough to come here and to sift and sort without understanding who they are or where they're from or how they're connected to everyone else. You create wonderful things and wonderful experiences and wonderful emotions that cannot be created anywhere else. In the non-physical, we have no desire because there's no illusion. We do not lack anything in physical reality. In your reality, you have the illusion that you lack things. And from that illusion, you create desires. And as soon as you birth a desire, it is given. Now, since we have no wobble in our vibration, since we're never in the vibration of the lack of it, we receive it instantly but it has no meaning to us. It's interesting, it's delightful, but it's just a new play toy. When you manifest something that you give meaning to, it's an ecstatic experience. You transcend that which you were before, do you see? The ecstatic experience is a transcendent experience. You had not this thing you wanted, And somehow you became a vibrational match without even knowing you're connected, remembering who you are, understanding you're limitless. You did it anyway. And when you did it, you became something new. This doesn't really happen that often because most of the time when you're in lack, you're simply in the vibration of not having that which you want of not being that vibrational entity that would match what they want. We are instantly the vibrational match to anything because we offer no resistance whatsoever. But you couldn't create the desire without the lack, without the resistance. But all you would have to do then is allow yourself to rise up out of that lack mentality or out of that lack vibration, and you would be a match to whatever you want to. But if you happen to see what you create in your life, what you create in your life is amazing and how you feel about it is amazing. Whether you think that's a good feeling or a bad feeling, you feel something about it because you can't remember who you are and you don't know that you're eternally connected to that thing that you fabricated out of the energy of the environment and you say, this is real. So the idea that it's real And the idea that you give it meaning is a wonderful thing. But you're asking questions such as, what could I become? How could I feel better? How could I manifest things easier and quicker and faster? And we come to present from our point of view, the way that is done. And the way that is done is by understanding you're in illusion. Understanding there is no meaning to anything. Understanding intellectually the basis of this reality that's been created for this exploration, that the illusion is what causes everything to be created in this realm. And it's created in a new way, it's created with a feeling of it. Now, let's imagine that you wanted to create a million dollars. Well, the million dollars is not even a thing. Nobody wants a million dollars, they want the feeling that the million dollars would give them okay what would be the feeling that the million dollars might give you it could give you security you might think if i had a million dollars in the bank i wouldn't have to worry about my bills then i'd be secure from someone kicking me out of my house well that feeling can be cultivated now if you knew you were in the illusion if you knew the truth about who you are, if you knew that you were a limitless being and nothing can happen to you, everything happens for you. Have you heard us say this before? You don't need the million dollars if you have the perspective that everything is happening for you. So imagine if you had a choice. We could give you the million dollars and you could use that as your excuse to feel secure but you really wouldn't feel secure because the million dollars could be taken from you. It could be separated from you and you would experience loss and now heightened insecurity. What if we could tell you that you're the creator of your reality, that everything that happens happens for you, that you don't have the loss of your house in your vibration, But if you lost your house, it would be the best thing that ever happened in your life. You see, that idea of security is a lot more tangible, a lot more accurate, a lot easier to get to than the million dollars. And if you had the million dollars, we promise you, it would not make you feel secure. Why? Because in the illusion you're living in, the outside conditions, the million dollars, can't make you feel anything. And so if you effort and struggle and oil away to get a monicum of security, because you've earned a bit of money, that feeling is not like the feeling you would have if you felt secure, if you felt like the Creator, if you saw through the illusion, if you realized how this whole system works. We promise you, the perspective that you're at now, there's no amount of money that could pay for that. If you were to go into the body of your neighbor, you would understand what people feel, what true limited perspective is. It is not very pleasant. And so if you can't buy the feeling with money, how do you get to the feeling? You listen to what we're saying, and then you play with these ideas. Is it true for me? Could I experiment with it? Could I implement this? The next time a limiting belief gets triggered, what would happen if I listen to Joshua and Joshua is explaining that this is an illusion of separation? You're absolutely connected to everything and that you are the creator of everything. And then something comes along, some event triggers a limiting belief and you feel negative emotion because your inner self, who's supporting you in every moment. Is letting you know that you're not perceiving this event accurately and you will receive urges to change the conditions because you're not perceiving the event accurately and then one day you stop and say hold on here this is exactly what joshua said was going to happen this is an event that i've had over and over again in my life something happens and i'm perceiving in a way and feel negative emotion which Now I understand I'm perceiving the reality inaccurately. And I'm receiving urges. I I feel these thoughts coming in. They're related to this feeling I have, this illusion I have. I'm not seeing it clearly. So instead of acting on the urge and punching the guy in the face or defending myself or running away or whatever I normally do, I'm going to stand here. I'm going to understand the feelings are not good, but it's not from the outside condition. I'm going to change my approach. I'm going to change how I react to that condition. And I'm going to reach as high of that perspective as I can, as I can within that belief system. But you've been working on that belief system now. So there's a lot of things that you do believe. You are starting to believe that, things are happening for you, not to you. You're starting to believe that your emotions are are an indication of your perspective and you give meaning to things based on your identity. And so now when something happens and you react differently, you've shifted your reality. You've shifted to another illusion, a different illusion, a less painful, a less fearful illusion. You've raised that perspective and you've moved out of the deeper illusion of fear and into a lighter perspective you just feel better. And now you don't have to worry so much. And now you don't have to complain with the others. And now you don't need to watch the news to protect yourself. And now you can get more inspiration and you can do things differently and you can push past fear. See, the fear, the fear of what you're inspired to do is also an illusion. And every time you push past the fear and act on inspiration, something magical happens. And what is that magical thing that happens? It's always the same thing you connect. Opposite of separation, you connect. So every time you act on inspiration and connect more, every time you don't react to an urge, which all the urges will be to distance you or disconnect further from your situation, you see, when you're feeling bad, when you're upset, when you're not having a good time, when something happens that causes negative emotion, your instinct is to disconnect make more illusion of the separation. And when you're inspired, generally that inspiration is to connect. But in that inspiration to connect, you're always going to say, who am I to put forth this idea to the world? Who am I to connect with these people I perceive as above me or won't be interested in what I'm doing or, or have better things to do? Who am I? And that who am I question is leading you. Because who are you? You are source. And so when you ask, who am I to do this, you get more inspiration, more inspiration. And when you push past fear and prove to the universe, you're ready to find out who you are, you're going to have these unimaginable experiences. I never thought I could do that. I never thought I could do that thing. And I did that thing. And now, because you did that thing, because you connected to your reality, you did not buy into the illusion of separation. You did not buy into the illusion of unworthiness or the illusion of I'm not enough or there's something wrong with me or this isn't good enough or it's not perfect or I'm imperfect. When you stop buying into the illusion, you feel good. You connect more. And so obviously there is an illusion of disconnection because that doesn't feel good. And the truth, whatever that may be, feels better. And if the illusion of non-physical and the connection, if that's the illusion and it feels better, that's better than the reality that feels bad. So you say to yourself, sure, other people aren't going to buy into this. They're not here yet. Could be a lot of woo-hoo stuff. There's no scientific proof to it, which we will counter that in a little while. But if you just went on the feeling of it, what feels better to you? Because this is the question you've all asked. How do I feel better? And we say, by becoming who you truly are. Excellent question, who's next?
2: Joshua, I have a question. Kim. I, hi, so I'm a little confused about the being a creator again. So i had a discussion well a text with my partner my boot camp partner today and and i was thinking that the our creation is our perception of our reality right i know that is an aspect of it but is and i think i've asked this before and other people have but for some reason i can't get it so what about all the physical things in our reality we attract those to us according to our vibration but what about i mean so the mountains, we've, we, we are source, so we've created all the mountains and the planets and the stars and all that stuff too. So how do we, we don't actually in our physical form, don't create those things, how we perceive things, right? I mean, is that, is that too, I don't know. I it confused? depends on
0: how crazy you want to get here. Okay. There's been some depth of conversation about what creation actually is. And let's imagine that there is a field of energy that you can't generally see. Some of you are starting to see it, but there's a field of energy. And so in this quantum field of energy contains the possibility of anything. Now, it gets a little tricky here because you believe that everyone is interacting with this quantum field. And so then when you drive up to your house, that house was created or built by whoever built the house and that it will be there long after you're gone and that if you move away and someone moves in that the house is still essentially the same house and then you could come back and see the house again and the house as you know it's just a bunch of vibrating atoms a bunch of vibrating molecules moving around and we've told you many times that How you see that house is absolutely unique to you because you have a unique perception. You see, this physical plane of existence would be stale or redundant if anyone had the same perspective. Every perspective is absolutely unique from every form of consciousness. The way you perceive time, no one else on earth perceives time the way you do. It's completely you. You agree that a second is a second, a minute is a minute, an hour is an hour. But how you perceive it is only how you perceive it. And other people will perceive it faster or slower or this or that, moving differently, depending on their perspective. If you were to exist on a desert island by yourself without a clock, without anything to do, you might perceive time a lot differently than you do now. If you're running around and getting stuff done and having your whole day filled with errands and to-do lists, you might perceive the time goes very quickly. If you're suffering and not having fun in life and really feeling like a victim and really worried about how you're feeling in terms of what's gonna happen to you, that might be a very slow way to live. And if you're just having fun and going with the flow and everything is just working out so great, may lose all meaning to you. You look up the clock and suddenly eight hours went by. Now, if you have a different perception of time than anyone else, you'll also have a different perception of space than everyone else. And this is easy to see. When you were three years old, you thought your parents were giants. And you thought the house was gigantic. You go back to that house now, it's a tiny little house. Your perception changes as you change. And how you see it is different in every minute. And so your creation is when you look left and you see a building, that's your creation. Did you intentionally create it? No, it's part of the overall background of everything going on in your reality. Someone else looks at that building, they see something different. You say that's a brown building, they say that's a beige building, or a gray building, or whatever it is but you have no idea actually what they're seeing. And so everyone's perception is different. So you are creating your entire universe from how you see it, taste it, touch it, hear it, smell it, and how you feel about it. This is a feeling reality. You are only feeling something. And so if you look at a beautiful sunset, you feel something. Maybe you feel joy. Maybe it doesn't matter to you at all. Maybe you're ambivalent about it, not your thing, because of the meaning that you give it. And that meaning is created by this identity known as Kim. So what you've really done then is created the identity. Because every single thing in your reality is experience through the identity that you've created over the course of your life. Well, how did this identity get created? Well, you chose the time and place of your birth. You had pre-birth intentions. You chose your emotional sensitivity, chose your parents, chose the family you were lived into, and you had intentions that you came in with. That life then from birth to death was created by you in the non-physical, so that's one way that you are the creator of your reality. But somehow, some way, you came to this information, and you thought, well, if I'm the creator of my reality, wouldn't it be optimal if I, as Kim, the human, could do some of the creating? That's why you're here. I want to create a better relationship. I want to create more money. I want to create more fun. I want to create more joy. I want to create teaching. I want to help people. I want to do this and this and this. I want to create satisfaction in my life. Yeah. That part of it is all up to you. Everything between the time you are conscious at any level to the time you return to the non-physical, you are creating from the perspective of the identity that you formed known as Kim. And so you take into account these teachings, and you process limiting beliefs, and you start to see things from a new perspective. That means you're creating differently now. Start to say, I want to feel good. And you hold that unwaveringly as your number one thing. And so you notice when you don't feel good, and you notice that, oh, it's my reaction to these things. And so you create new belief systems, new mental constructs. You say, I can recognize inspiration. I can recognize when the fear pops up, but I'm going to push past the fear. Well, you've created a less limiting life because you pushed past the fear. Created a whole new trajectory now. So there's all these little different pathways you can choose, and you could choose to explore anything in suffering. That would be your creation. So how you choose to perceive this reality would be every moment in joy, Every moment in suffering or every moment in between. That's your creation. The life, like your car, was created in a factory. Where you drive it is up to you.
2: Okay. I guess I just thought that since we are Source, that we actually did create the car and the planets. And
0: what do guess- you say, Source? What do you say, Source? Who are you including in all of this?
2: Well, I guess maybe um, maybe I'm thinking bigger than I am.
0: <laughs> well, would it be helpful to know that all humans existing right now on the planet, alive today, all of them are source. That's source. You're all one experiencing this life together as one. And so the homeless person is experiencing a part of this reality for you. And you're experiencing a part of this reality for someone else. And if you look over in the car next to you, you're experiencing part of it for her, and she's experiencing part of it for you. But there's an interesting thing about all of this that you're doing together you feel separate. But you can also feel source within you, you're the aspect of source. You can also feel that as one who is aware that you could be source and that you could be having to do anything, and that everyone else is source in their own way as well, you can absolutely come to the conclusion that you are the source and then live as the source would live. And in this, you generate a bubble of reality that is pure love. Now that bubble of reality then drifts up into the mass consciousness of the planet because everyone is connected, even though they don't feel it or know it or see it, it's still a collective consciousness. So the more love you add in this collective consciousness, the more love is available for everyone else to experience. The more you see yourself personally as source and act personally as source and listen to your inner self, as source would because you're not disconnected from the source within you. When you do that, you create a reality based in the creator of this reality. Now, you don't see how your creations manifest into the things. In this field of possibility that overlays everything, everything switches on or off while you sense it. When you touch the table and see the table, the table, the molecules, the energy, the field turns into a representation of what you expect to see, what you have an agreement to see. If you're in the dark and bumping the table, it's only interacting with the feeling part of you and the hearing part when you hit it, but you can't see it, you see. Now, think about your non-physical senses, empathic abilities, intuition, when you meditate and and have a stream of thought, when you free write, when you write your daily spiritual practice and and understand that's your inner self writing it through you, when you feel goosebumps, when you feel connection to someone, when you feel emotions of love, these are all your source non-physical senses in action in this what you call a 3D reality, which is not a 3D reality. Imagine that you had no feeling whatsoever. You had no intuition whatsoever. You had no inspiration. You had no thoughts, nothing that was non-physical in this 3D reality. You would have no consciousness. So it's a misperception of this reality. This reality is actually non-physical and physical together. The physical senses plus a belief system causes you to perceive that this is all there is. But you know far more that that is not true because you have thought, you are conscious, you can communicate, you can feel. All these non-physical senses are there the whole time. You're just not Believing it, that there's a non-physical right now, that there are 250,000 non-physical people in the backseat of your car watching every move that you do. (laughs) Marveling at your driving skills while your husband is complaining about your driving skills. You see, they see who you truly are. What do they see? They see Source driving a car perfectly every time because that's actually what's happening and making the roads as you go, and choosing which way you go, and interacting with the other drivers as you will, as a human with the identity of Kim, or as the source who has learned all the magical things that are available in this reality without attachment to any meaning. So, Source comes down to physical reality. To create that which is new, compassion, desire, feeling of lack, insecurity, all that which is new, all those feelings that are new, and in the process, houses and cars and buses and cell phones and technology and all these things, all of this is created in this reality based in this illusion of separation. And so source comes in, and says, this is magnificent. Never in trillions of years have we ever had the ability to come as one and experience a separation. And look at all the creations that are popping into the non-physical because of this. Religion and temples and trees and lakes and mountains. But did Source create the earth or the mountains or the trees or the water or any of that? Source simply asked a question, who am I? What was the source of that question? And when source realized source is love, source thought, what could I become if I didn't know I was source? And the earth is created, and this grand adventure that you're all on is seeing what could become the most extravagant experiment in the universe. And each of you with this perception that you're individual is doing your own thing. Now imagine previous ways of doing this. You're a collective consciousness, everyone knows they're one and no one's doing their own thing. Takes a long time to discover anything. Not a lot of new stuff is created. It's nice, it's safe, it's easy. Then you create the earth which is actually automatically created through the magnificence that you are as source. You don't have to say, I want this blue ball, and I want it over here, and I want a sun and a moon, and this, it's just done. And then you say, let's just dive into this place and check it out. And then you sift and sort, maybe you're a mosquito for a day, or a whale for 50 years, or a turtle for 100 years, or a big old tree for 500 years or a mountain for a thousand years or a hundred thousand years or a million years or a billion years, whatever it is. Imagine what the complexity could create only if source could not remember who source was and perceived he or she was separate from everything else. More creation going on here than anywhere else around because of this illusion. And you are creating from the perspective of Kim as an expression of source. And you are creating from the non-physical as the wholeness of Kim without any fear or doubt or illusion or confusion of any kind. Together, you're being guided. Go left, go right, go forward, go back. Try this thing on, try that thing on. You're saying, no, no, yes, no, 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 yes. So you're creating... Your inner self's creating, the planets creating, sources creating through everyone. And all this new stuff is happening that hasn't happened or can't happen anywhere else. So the creation is so magnificent, so intertwined and entangled, so complex, so immediate, local and non-local at the same time, with the illusion of time and space and if you really knew what was going on, it wouldn't be as interesting. If you really knew who you were, you'd give meaning lesser, greater. But the what you wanna create is since I'm here, ask him, and since I am feeling everything, how do I actually feel better? And you actually feel better simply by understanding that you are love, that you are a magnificent explorer, that you are source, that you are guided in every step, that nothing can happen to you, that you're eternal and limitless, and that you can't perceive connection, but that as you move towards greater connection, you move towards greater love. And as you move away from connection, you move towards more separation and more fear. But if you move towards greater connection, but still feel like a victim then you got to worry about loss because imagine moving towards more connection and having the other person take that away. Now that's an experience that you can't have anywhere else. And so sometimes you have that experience and sometimes it feels as if you've lost a pet or a loved one. And then you watch people like Christy We're communicating easily and effortlessly. And you know that they're still there right with you every moment and you cannot lose anyone. And so if you cannot lose, why not create more connection? Because the more connection is the truth and that's what you're creating.
2: Thank you. I love
0: that. We have time for one sillier question than that. Who's got the silliest question in the history of the universe from the perspective of Porter.
2: (laughs) Um, The council of 12 was mentioned in the forgiveness uh, meditation. And I've been wanting to know what that is
0: since. Have you ever watched as a kid, a Disney movie, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. The Seven Dwarfs could be seen as the council of 12. But if we said seven dwarfs, you wouldn't take it seriously. Okay. When you go and you meet the council of 12 and you stand in front of them and you kneel for forgiveness and you look at in their eyes and they look back at you, what do you see? What do you feel?
1: I feel
2: understood
0: we would give you this love is knowing and so when you have the feeling of being understood this is the true feeling of love
2: Hmm.
0: and when you're in from your human perspective looking at a group that is to forgive you but there is nothing to forgive then you are looking at yourself. Mm. The Council of Twelve is always you. It's you from every aspect of you. Every way, shape, and form you can use. And you can look at them, and they could all be cats. Or they could all be koala bears. Or they could all be knights in shining armor. But they're all you. And so when you understand you, you love you. And with that... We are complete. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua.
0: Thanks, everyone. Thank, <laughs> you. Thank, you.
2: Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Thanks, Joshua.
0: All right, that went deep, really deep. It was interesting. You'll have to listen to this one a couple of times. It is something that White Light has been talking about as well. We're really starting to understand how we create a reality. And it's not with thoughts like you thought. I mean, thoughts are part of it, but it's really the feeling you have. And if you're living the same old day, day in, day out, not changing things up, well, you're having the same thoughts, same feelings, same reactions to the conditions, and you're projecting a future based in what you've perceived in the past. And so for most people, nothing ever changes. We want change. We want growth. We want expansion. We want unimaginable experiences. And we want all that. And if that's something you're interested in doing, take a look at our webinar about quantum life theory. It is a brand new program that's been collaborated with white light and joshua it's absolutely amazing it's all science there's nothing woo-woo about it at all there's specific experiments and quotes and dates and scientists names and all these terms that were channeled we looked them up later and cooperated exactly what joshua and white light were saying it's fascinating We're having our first get-together. It's an in-person kind of thing, and we're going to do it here at the Joshua House at the end of June. It's going to be, I think, the 24th and 25th of June. We have a little space available yet, so if you'd like to learn more about quantum life theory and the cost and all that stuff, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, and I'll send you the flyer, and you'll have all the information. And also, we have a new basic training course, which will show you how to... Raise your perspective in every single area of your life, and this will radically alter your experience of life. You'll start to feel completely different. You'll start to feel amazingly good. You'll increase your abundance and freedom and relationships with everyone you know. You'll have access to more inspired ideas. You'll have a way to process limiting beliefs. The perspective shift is nothing short of amazing. We've had three groups go through it now. We're starting our next group on Monday, June 5th. And there's still time for you to get involved in that. So send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. Thanks again for being here. Let's make it another record month and we'll see you soon. Bye.